0: My dear podcasters, YouTubers, GMs and DMs, cosplayers and convention goers, storytellers and players, board gamers and deck holders. Deckers! Today is my 111th birthday. Alas, 111 years is far too short a time to game amongst such excellent and admirable hobbyists. I don't know half of you as well as I would like, and I like half of you as half as well as you deserve. That, uh, that being said, I, uh, I have things to do. I've put this on off far too long. I regret to announce that this is the end of my drink. I'm going now to make another. I bid you all a fond farewell. Goodbye. It's
1: Bill's 111st birthday and other old gaming things this week on the Dungeon Masters Dojo.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Zapante, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's enter the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Deckers. 111th first birthday.
1: Yeah, I didn't think uh people lived that long. Neither did I. That's amazing. And Bill doesn't look a day over 90. And that's the that's the that's the magic of it. How does it feel, Bill? It hurts all I over. I feel it, old.
0: <laughs> Everything hurts at this age. So just,
2: just so everybody understands, today is Bill's birthday.
1: Yeah. Um or 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 close to Bill's birthday, depending on how well we time this in the <laughs> recording.
0: Um, you can make all payments and checks payable to the Dungeon Master's Dojo. At.
1: <laughs> we're going to need to get him into assisted living, and we're not quite making the money we uh, we should be to afford that. So, uh, Send money. Help us keep Bill in diapers. Or at least let's put him in a home. A nice so home.
2: We don't have to... We
0: don't have to change those diapers. I so. wasn't even thinking that big. Just buy me a beer.
1: Yes, please. Buy Bill a beer. Yeah, or two. Or, or three. three.
0: Or five. We don't
1: care. <laughs> Say something nice or mean. We don't care. You're buying us a beer. <laughs> we're we're talking about uh, not just Bill, but other old uh, gaming things, particularly from the uh, – Early deep and dark history <laughs> of Dungeons and Dragons. So that means we get to talk, talk about Thacko again? Uh, I Th- think Thacko might be on the list. If it's not, we'll talk about Thacko. Everybody loves Thacko. Actually, it's not on the list. How did that happen?
0: Because there's other we talked about Thacko before. Yeah, we have. A we few have. times. There's other things. Firing it's, it's, the writer.
1: It's old. It is. Just like Bill. Like Bill. <laughs> old, outdated. If there was like a Bill... 5e, they might get rid of it. <laughs> they might nerf them a little bit.
0: As long as there's not any psionics. As long as there's not any psionics. Oh.
1: So, why don't you take us down the trip, Scott? All right. Memory lane. So, there are certain things in the game, right? There were certain things that you saw like every time you rolled up a character. Yes. Um, there were certain uh, rules changes and. and I know we have a good laugh reading all the people that are upset in the forums about the rules changes, uh, but this is this it, is nothing new, it, yeah, right?
0: This is, this is evolution. We've been we, through this yeah, a bunch of 40 times. forty
1: some odd years, folks. It's uh, um <laughs> rules changes upon rules changes. Let's um let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Or as our as our friends in Australia. Hi, guys. Say. What's up, guys? Let's crack on. Let's crack on. Let's crack on, shall we? Bill, what the hell is a bullseye lantern?
0: This actually is a pretty simple one. Uh, You're all familiar with an oil lamp, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, they would take a concave lens, a polished piece of metal, and put it on one side of your lantern. They would hood two other sides and leave just the front open and the concave would project a beam of light similar to your modern-day flashlights. Ah. Some of them actually had a small little lever where you could actually pull the convex uh, or concave lens slightly closer or further away, which would narrow or widen the beam.
1: Way more expensive than torches. So while you were rolling up your first-level character, um, you weren't buying a bullseye lantern.
0: You no, were not. Because but. otherwise
1: that's what you would be using <laughs> to protect yourself because you wouldn't be able to afford anything else. Okay. That would be your tinder box. That would
0: yep. be everything.
1: Because back in those days back in those days you rolled for everything. You rolled for your for your money. Your starting money, yep. Yep. And sorry, mages. Yeah, you yeah, you would you get like uh one D four one D four gold or yeah, something? One D four times ten.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it was it was a pittance.
1: Yeah, you weren't you weren't getting a bullseye lantern until you were at least four
0: levels. No, I uh, don't have the book. I'm going off of memory, which is um, sketchy at best. But I believe it was five gold for a bullseye lantern. I want to say it was somewhere around there too. It was or... it was
1: expensive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, only the well-established adventurers got that. If you played at Bill's table, you weren't you weren't ever seeing that kind of money.
0: <laughs> not, not till third level. Bill
1: Bill would nickel and dime the shit out of you. You'd be like seventh <laughs> level and still lighting torches in the rain. Ain't nobody,
0: ain't nobody getting a
1: bullseye lantern.
0: <laughs> if you found one, you considered it a magic item.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, ooh, a bullseye
0: lantern. <laughs> Don't let Bill know. Oh, wait. It's broken. We can't use it anyway. Um, <laughs> the lens is missing. Now it's just a hooded lantern.
1: Yeah, and there was a thing in like every edition, you know what? And I looked and I, I don't recall if Fifth Ed has this, but you remember the good old ten foot pole? The yep. ten, foot pole. The ten I actually foot pole.
0: Liked the ten foot pole.
1: I, I thought the ten the ten foot pole is um for me it's kind of like daylight savings time. You know, it's a neat novelty <laughs> now, but do you really need it? Um the 10, ten foot pole was uh you every well equipped uh, adventure had a 10 foot pole and i think it was a couple copper pieces because it was basically yeah. it was it was like a a, a big stick yeah, it was a long stick yeah yeah and after your thief died checking for traps that's what you use <laughs> you that. use that to check for traps yes you um, did. i remember i remember my uh my thief being uh mashed to a pulp by like a one of those um falling rock traps yeah <laughs> And then everybody in the party while I was rolling up my second character was using the 10-foot pole to check for traps. And I'm like, do you think?
0: <laughs> you could have th- done that think earlier? You could have
1: done that before I was, like, smashed to, to, to a bloodied pulp under the rocks? We just wanted to see what would happen. But, yeah. Um, so that was one use for it. Of course, if you were if you were Huck Finning down, down a river with yep. your stalwart yep. band of adventurers... Um, On a
0: log or a bundle of reeds yeah, or whatever—that's yeah. what you
1: were pulling your way down the river with, uh, just like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. And the uh, warrior, or actually the fighter, was usually the one uh, humping you down the the river, and so one was of the those. strongest. Yeah. Yeah, now,
0: there, as as a lifelong camper. Because, you know, back when I was growing up, there was no electricity. Uh, yeah, it was uh,
1: like camping was what everybody did. That's it what everyone did, Yeah, right. it wasn't camping.
0: It was uh, living. Along with the bullseye lantern, you couldn't afford a tent either. Right. Because that was in gold. So, but you could get a tarp. And if you took a 10-foot pole and you propped it up somewhere and dug the other end in the ground and just staked up your, your tarp, you had a tent. So it was oftenly used for that along with an, a, a couple of them could be lashed together to make a small structure or some kind of support to climb up a wall. So there was, if you put a few together and a little bit of rope work, uh, remember uh, the rope use? Yep, you, ladders. You, you, could, yep. you could find your way in and out of a number of places to deal, you know, especially when you're dealing with some kind of elevation, you know, a 30-foot wall. Uh, crap, what are we going to do? All right, let's lash a couple of these side by side and a couple of support pieces we dug out of the woods, and next thing you know, you have an impromptu ladder. So these the ten foot poles were used in a number of different ways, and it was fun to see in the early days how yep. different in yeah, different ways ended many of ten foot pole that ended up as a bunch of two foot poles. I uh, like, my monks
1: always had a uh, a ten foot pole just because uh, I imagined it would look cool them spinning that shit around like a, <laughs> a, a, a bow staff, and I don't know if you guys remember, but do you remember the acrobat? Yes, from Unearthed Arcana, yep. which was a book before they went cheap and put <laughs> the PDFs online. This wasn't yes. like playtest material. This was material. It was material. Yes. Yeah, it was already playtested in Dragon Magazine because that's when those those came out. The
0: right that that was their playtest. It was the Dragon Magazine. Yeah. That was awesome.
1: Yep. The the what was it? The Acrobat, the Cavalier, the Death Knight. The well, that, that's where they polished the thing. Monk too. Yep, the anti paladin. Yep, the anti paladin, yep. That's what I was thinking of. Um yeah, so the in the hands of an acrobat. The uh Well he
0: had the pole vaulting. I was about to right. say yeah, pole pole exactly. it was
1: like we need to uh we need to add another use for a ten foot pole. Let's uh let's build a class around it. And there <laughs> and there you have it.
0: Yeah, he had he had actually quite a few abilities with ten foot pole. Yeah,
1: it was uh and and she uh and she made her way into the Dungeons and Dragons cartoons. So Yes. I remember everybody wanting to play a cavalier and uh, an acrobat. There was also what a jester. Uh, yes, yes a jester. If I remember correctly. Yes, yes, there was a jester. That was gold, man. I don't know if that was great.
0: Uh, eh. It was another one of those ones that, at the day, kind of the unearthed arcana back then is was seen the same way as Tasha's is seen now. I loved it. You know why? Because that's where we get the barbarian
1: yes right and the barbarian was very much so modeled after conan the barbarian yes, he was oh then yeah it, was, he it had, was a blatant ripoff oh my god yeah <laughs> thieving abilities swimming jumping
2: they, they were they were i would i wouldn't say the total package because they had their their downsides the yeah. they hated magic or they yeah
0: they, the they had a 10 percent magic resistance, um, magic resistance. Yep. even so to healing even if you're trying to yep. heal them even oh no I'll accept it no I'm sorry it doesn't work that way yep still got that resistance yep yeah it was um it was it was neat gosh
1: AD we got to talk about the early days of D&D on, on an episode because kids uh, you you missed out back in in the glory days yeah we're seeing the, a the resurgence game's, the game's
0: formative years
1: it was uh it was unlike any other yes it was uh oh very
0: you, much so so much it, it it pissed off, like, several large um, institutions.
1: Like, yeah, the
0: Catholic Church. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but that's another episode entirely. Totally. Let, totally let's move different. on to another point.
1: All right, how about this? Now, back in the day, right, every, who didn't want to be an elf or a dwarf or a gnome? Maybe not so much a gnome or a halfling, right? But yep. if you were going to be any of those, I think maybe even a half-orc... If you're going to be any of those uh, long-lived races, you know, uh, races that lived uh, two, three, four, five, or more times longer than a human, you still couldn't attain maximum levels, right? You had a cutoff. I think it was like fourth or fifth level for a halfling fighter. Depending on the race, right. Yeah, depending yeah, on the race. And, uh, and you could just,
0: um, foolish. I never agreed with it, although I understood what they were trying to do. A lot of it was, okay, The long-lived races. Humans are, are going to the constant drive to improve because they're so short-lived. They, they want to make a, uh, maybe an imprint uh, of their existence. So to do so, you get to great – they're shooting for fame and fortune. They're trying to get to great levels. Where your elves um, lived hundreds, thousands of years. They, they, they were just long, long, long-lived. They weren't in a rush to do anything, and they back then the Ls were depicted as more flighty. Yeah. So they couldn't. It's like, well, okay, yeah, I've been doing this for a couple hundred years, and you know, on and off. My heart's uh, not into yeah, it. Yeah, it's just you know, oh hey, I want to try this. This looks kind of cool. So they were depicted as a race that would be a bit flighty and and not wholeheartedly invested. In a particular class, where they would turn, well, let's go do this now.
1: Yeah, and and the halflings were were very much so hobbit like.
0: Yep. Oh well, yeah, they were um, again a, a just a, They just changed the name.
1: Yeah, they uh, uh, due to copyright infringements, they uh, couldn't no longer call them uh, hobbits because I guess the Tolkien estate <laughs> did um, not like did that. not like it. Uh, however, so they're like, oh, okay, I'll switch over to another Tolkien term and call them halflings, and I guess,
0: I guess they were okay with that. There I, must have been some kind of precedent elsewhere referring they, to them. So. They had,
1: they had a bad habit of doing shit they they weren't supposed to do in the early days of of yeah, it's TSR plagiarism. Yeah, like they. Uh, do you remember the? Was it Warriors of Mars or Warriors of Barsoom? Yeah, uh, yeah. game that TSR put out, <laughs> and and Edgar Rice Burroughs Estate was like, guys, you you didn't ask us for the for the rights to this, you can't do that. So they had to like put the kibosh on that, and then the whole Hobbit thing because I think in the I want to say in the either in Chainmail or OD&D they were referred to as hobbits. Chainmail, was it Chainmail?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, it's um. So TSR, which you know, it wasn't like TSR was a shady company. There were like a bunch of guys that were brand new to doing what they were doing in an entirely brand new industry.
2: Yeah, right. Well, I think they couldn't stop anybody from using the name Halfling because it was already. It's a it's a true it has a true meaning behind it. Um, it's actually um, I'm reading it right now. It's the Scots. It's originally Halfling comes from uh, the Scots word hofling, meaning an awkward, rustic teenager who is neither man nor boy and so half of both another word of halfling is hobbled boy or hobby the uses of the word predates both the hobbit and the dungeons and dragons german surname herbling
1: has a, a similar origin you heard it here first folks
0: Ta-da, or second and you were just old like me and forgot yeah.
1: and that's why we have halflings children in D. yep there you go so yeah, back in the day, long live races could not attain maximum. <laughs> and, and here, I, 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 I do remember the yeah, elves are often flighty and frivolous. That was yep. like almost a direct co- quote from from the book. But I, I always had an issue with that because I was like, you know what? If um, I can see um, an elven master craftsman, you know, or a master swordsman, you know, kind of like those those old you know, almost uh, mythical Japanese samurai sword makers, you know, uh, that, you know, have their, their names on 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 the blades well, of the old samurai you, even swords. Even if you look
0: and- at the, the Tolkien story, I mean, you know, the old glamouring and Goblin F- Cleaver.
1: Yeah, Foe Hammer.
0: Foe Hammer, yeah. Just these were all made by elves. Yep. Ancestral elves. Well, okay, so if they're short- sighted and flighty and don't really, you know, invest themselves. Well, how could they craft such exquisite weapons unless yeah. you were a master and devoted an awful lot of time and skill and energy into it? So it's kind of a bit of a dichotomy there.
1: Yeah. And the same thing I would imagine goes for, for dwarves too, you know, the stereotypical mm-hmm. minor uh, jewel crafter, you know, engineer or architect, you know, it's... Um, the sappers. Yeah. Yep, the old sappers. Yep. yep. As a matter of fact, there was a military unit in the Dungeon Master's Guide that you could hire as mercenaries, the Dwarven Sappers. And I remember yep. that too. Yeah. Yep.
2: But just like all of these, um, you know, it's they evolved over time. So I think we started seeing more of that in like a two point five, at least from what I remember. Which, you know, is
1: as much as much as I like Fifth Edition. And I, I, I dare say, even with the reluctance to speak on behalf of my, my colleagues, <laughs> I would go as far as to say, I'm sure you guys agree with me, but I think the the uh, greatest edition was probably 2.5. Two and this is not to spark any addition wars or anything no, like that. Just, it's well,
0: it, a, it was 2.0 with the powers and options added to yeah. it, which became 2.5. Right. Um, but it was a long-run running uh, edition, right? It's It had to have been... The longest running. Yeah, right? I, I want to say 20 years. Pretty close to, you know, without yeah. actually trying to dig out any lore here and, and, and delve. Yeah, but all of 20 years, I would think.
1: With... Gosh, countless stuffs. So you had the, you had the, the the brown books. I was about
0: to say all the brown yeah. books. and There was well, quite brown a few brown of books. Them. There was a lot of brown books, and yeah, then, Magica, then you got then you got into encyclopedias. The, then you got into the blue books. Then you got into yep. the green books.
1: Yep, those were the uh, historical reference guides. Yes, yep. Yep. Green yeah, ones, yep. and then there was, yeah, there was the Encyclopaedia Magica, and
2: Unearth Arcana again.
1: Yep, yeah, Unearthed Arcana. There was uh, legends and lore. Uh, Building um, set
2: of skills and powers. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. The Mountaineer Survival Guide, the Wilderness Survival Guide, yep. the, the
0: The Campaign setting. Yeah, guide. not yeah.
1: not even to mention the campaign settings. Yeah. Al Kadim. My uh, favorite. Dark Sun, Spelljammer, yep. Planescape, yep. Forgotten Realms. Caratour. Uh jeez. It was um there was a Greyhawk supplement. Yep. A Dragonlance supplement. Yep. I mean, you had the biggest problem with 2.5 is is what world am I going to play in today?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, it was th- there was a lot of resources, it was almost an embarrassment of resource uh, of riches. Yeah, so you you had to very be very specific where you're playing and what rule set you were going to allow, depending on the setting. Because someone's like, well, I want to play this character. Oh, that's character. Yep. You know, we're, yeah. We're 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 not there. Right. Um or,
2: or like I remember one time I had a Dragonlance, I wanted to play one of the Dragonlance characters. Oh, well that's you know, we're in Fairwound. You can't really do that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay.
1: And I, I know it's it's like uh the book titled Oriental Adventures. People are a little upset about that. I mean it was
2: that was a phenomenal book. It was, it was
1: yeah. a if you look at the cover in today's mindset, and that's—I'm not casting aspersions on, on on any of the younger generations by any stretch—they're a lot more compassionate than our generation was.
0: I'm not compassionate at all,
1: and, and thus my point is illustrated. Um, <laughs> but you know, you look at the cover, and it says that, yeah, and it's you know the terminology is not the greatest. But inside, I would go as far as to say that the interior contents of the book. Uh, did a very nice job of, uh, providing you with a totally different, uh, campaign setting, something that's not white, um, medieval Christianity kind of setting. It was, it was actually, it was, I've, and I've played several, gosh, countless adventures in that, that Kara tour setting. And they were Really, really, really fun because they provided a whole other class, a whole other host of classes ninja, yeah, huh? ninjas and kensai and um, uh, samurai and everything that were just
2: well, I know the, the Carter tour, Al and it, there was one other I can't remember, those were all actually um, in the Forgotten Realms, so yep. you can actually those were easier to cross over because you could come from yeah. another land, it just gave you. If people really thought about it, it just gave you more diversity in the game than it did. It um, did. that what people are saying that oh well, it really wasn't that diverse. But no, it really was. If they you give an exotic you, flavor, yeah. If you look past the names on the covers,
1: yeah, the terminology. Yeah, the
2: terminology. It. It. They were. They were trying to do. And in my eyes, I think like Alcadim, and both the Carte Tour. They just brought um a lot of uh what's the word I want to say depth to the game yeah
1: there was there was that that diversity it's not a monochromatic world the forgotten realms and and it's um yeah there's different different uh races of people beyond like the elves and the dwarves because that's one of the things that uh oriental adventures did was Mm -hmm. provide different different races like right out of you know like eastern mythology
2: right i know there was like the the fox people i can't remember what they were actually called but you know there was a, a lot of cool features in there yep
1: yeah it was And almost like a fae like i don't want to say dryad or something like that uh race of people but so yeah that's my 2.5 my favorite i'm gonna say it's one of mine too let's talk alignment you you need
2: to actually ask me really
0: i'm not that's why (laughs) i just looked
1: at you i didn't know
2: what what yours i mean we came at least i did came right from 2.5 i didn't touch no other additions i went from 2.5 and we guy we said we're trying five i was like, okay yeah, and five is okay. I like it.
1: It is. It is. Um, Two point five is still home. It well, is for a lot of yeah, us. It's like the first first girl you kissed, you know, or the first one you married, <laughs> however you
0: look at it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it. um, it is probably my all time favorite. Yes, yeah, so one I, I I I played the longest. Yeah, yes. Um, and it was we had we had a good time with that. It was so much material. So so much material. It was clunky.
0: But it not was not riddled and you yeah. know what what with thackos are 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 diced down and and Everybody, and saving didn't, throws is dice up everybody and, didn't
2: have wasn't able to heal. Your your fighters right. weren't able to heal unless you were yep. a paladin. Yeah. Um you know so classes you know, were, were unique. Yes, they were.
1: Yeah. You had the ability to be special. Yes. Like I need and unique. I need that guy. Mm-hmm. or that gal because they're a healer and we need that person in the party but we need the strong arms of a couple of capable fighters you know
0: and we um, need to be able to get into places that we normally it's a locked door okay yeah. aside from busting it open and gee that's not working we need something else oh maybe a rogue
1: yeah it was it was a fine game you know in it in its own right we digress
0: yes well actually we don't but Let's move on to the next point. Yeah,
1: can we talk about alignment restrictions? Let's talk about
0: alignment restrictions.
1: I think bugs me all the time.
0: What, alignment restrictions? Alignment restrictions. Yeah, like, uh,
1: what was it, Rangers could be of chaotic alignment. Only, I think it was, Druids had to be true neutral. Yep. Right. Paladins had to be lawful good. Yes, they did. Period. Yeah, End that, of story.
0: That was your only alignment you had. The only choice you had.
1: Yep. You had, you had no god that your powers came from. Nobody was really too sure where they came from, but if you deviated even slightly from your alignment, they were gone. Yep. I think Cavaliers <laughs> had to be chaotic good.
0: Yes. Yes. I don't think I ever really followed it. I don't know At if my anybody did. I don't think I really pressed that because it just didn't make sense. Now, I would let them scale up or down by, like, a level. You know, I was like, all right, you had to be neutral. All right, druids had to be neutral. All right, well, you could be neutral good. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Um, as you long be, as that you neutrality was you still could, there. You could be neutral evil. hmm Why not? You're still neutral. But there had to be tendencies. Yeah. There, ha- you know, You're not polarized in one specific spot. And it never made sense. So I don't really think I ever enforced the true... I, alignments. I think the only time I ever saw alignments really enforced back
2: then is be- with the Paladin. Yeah. Because they had to. You know, that was just the way it was. Um, was it right? I, I, You know, it's hard. Well, with the new Paladins now, no. I'm going to say no, it wasn't right. But with the mechanics we had back then,
0: right, that's yeah. what you had to go by.
1: And you had to homebrew it, you
0: know. Yeah. Um, which apparently, I guess, I did from the get go. Yeah, I,
1: I, that was a lot of lot of home home brewing. No matter no matter where you went, there were table rules, right? And everybody's table rules were a little different. You, the key was to find people who were mostly like minded, right? Yes. You know, and not everybody was going to be totally you know totally on point, totally the same as 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 you, but somewhat like minded. You know, and then because I, I remember Bill had certain table rules, I had certain table rules, you know, Chet had certain table rules. I don't know what they were, they were kind of yeah, <laughs> on the <laughs> off the cuff. But you know, everybody everybody had certain table rules and as our our group started kind of congealing, you know, coming together, mm-hmm. they a lot of those table rules merged, you know, and and became, you know, a whole nother set of table rules, but that's how you did it back in those days. You didn't have a rule for everything. You had the rules, and the rules were I what you had 198 pages in the Dungeon Master's guide, I think. Or maybe it was the player's handbook, one of those two. But you had that's what you had, that's what you had to work with. If there was no rule for it, you know, no big deal. The the DM made a call. Made a call on the fly and sometimes the call was different from Session to session because the circumstances were, were were different. You know, it was just just the way it was, and we didn't we didn't need a bunch of rules. There wasn't no. a lot of a lot of rules. There was that a lot of player
0: agency. There was a lot of DM yep. agency, and the DM was basically the one that made the last decision. You know, you can make your argument. At least that's how I ran things on my table. You make your argument. I'll hear I'll Hear your side, uh, but I'll take it in consideration. But ultimately. And of one point that the players had to keep in mind is there's a lot of factors that you are not aware of that I, as a game master, mm-hmm. are aware of. Uh, your That piece of paper in front of you is you. The rest of the freaking universe is me. So there's a lot of stuff you just don't know about. And I'm going to make this call, and you may not like it, but you might understand why a little later when things start to unfold. And most of my character your players, kind of went, okay, I get it. You know, yeah. it, it'll it, 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 it. He's not just being a dick. There's a reason, and the reason will you know reveal itself when it's time, and it, it almost always does. That's what you said
2: a few times. You know, you will you will see why, and little bit, in a little while, yep. it, it's bound to come up, and it
0: usually did. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh. if not that session, maybe the next yeah. one. Yep. Depends on how, you know what kind of long game I was playing, but so yeah, just, I don't think a, alignment restrictions for me was a biggie because I didn't really pay a lot of attention to him I mean even my paladins I think I allowed him to go law, uh, lawful good and uh, or I mean um chaotic no it never went chaotic neutral good okay you know so they, they uh, it's kind of like the especially as as you become seasoned even back then it's like okay you're not gonna yeah the young guy. You know, rah-rah, boom all for the church. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to toe the line. But as you get older and you experience things and realize the world is not black and white, yeah, where is
1: it? Buttload of gray. And it was easy to not grow as a character if you were a paladin that was always lawful good because lawful good meant, um, you know, of course you're trying to do what was right and what was just and what was, you know, good and you were looking out for the well-being of other people. But lawful is pretty much you're blindly following authority, but what if the authority's corrupt? Mm-hmm. then does that really make you lawful
0: good and especially if you recognize it or it's been pointed out to you yeah and that yet you're you're propagating an evil,
1: yeah, you're turning a blind eye, so right. I would allow chaotic good paladins yeah. after a few levels if you were like, you know especially if i if I posed something in a story arc that made' him,
2: hmm question mm-hmm. there yeah question you know what what do i
1: do am i am i a just and righteous hero and if so how can i let this thing happen so mm-hmm. i will i will risk losing my abilities as a paladin to do the right thing and i would never pull them from them right because of that because it's like all right well you're living up to your ideals well, are,
0: right now. Are, and again too another one is are you right and just for the sponsor your sponsor whether it's the church whether it's the deity. government whether it's your deity? Or are you right and just for the people? And that's two entirely different yeah. points of view. And big, big difference. Big, big in difference. In and two. they said, I'm, I'm, you know, no, I'm for the people. Okay. Uh, neutral goods, cool, cool with me. You so. guys remember
1: comeliness? Yes, I do. Every, every time I looked in the
0: mirror, I went, yep. oh, God, I wish I had some comeliness.
1: 1982, Under Arcana <laughs> yep. added
0: that seventh. Stat um, was it? 8.
1: Strength, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity,
0: constitution, recall,
1: charisma, 7.
0: If I recall, well, comeliness came out briefly for a while, but then when the 2.5 came out, or the uh, skills and powers, they took each one of the the original six and broke it down. So your charisma was broken down to comeliness and appearance. Yes, I remember that too. There was, there was so, so two peer, sub peer, subcategories. They all had subcategories. So your comeliness yep. fell under that. And your appearance is the outward look of how people think. Oh, he's he's attractive. She's attractive. That's that's a handsome person. That was your appearance. Your comeliness is how you projected yourself and how you came over on your personality. Right now, if
2: I remember, let's say hypothetically you had a score in your charisma of seventeen. Yep. You had to be. A, you had to adjust your points to match the
0: seventeen between the two subcategories. Yeah. You can go up or down yes. to up to two. Yes, I remember. Yep. So you could be really, really attractive and a jerk. Yes. And yeah. have a low, you could have a great appearance, but a low comeliness or vice versa. And you, you could be just plain looking, but you're one of those, that man, that 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 that's a good person. It's a good personality. Right. Everyone wanted to be around. Everyone wanted to talk to him because it's everyone got along with him. Everyone knew his name. It's Norm. Yeah. It was you're walking to Norm!
1: Unnecessarily complicated, but, <laughs> but beautiful at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I I distinctly remember looking at like a uh comeliness of I think it was like 3 or something like that and it said something like uh so hideous people run away in fear. Yeah, you
0: had hor- you had horror powers.
1: Yeah, it it was uh you were so ugly that the peasants were coming out with torches and farming implements and they were going <laughs> to drag you out of the castle. Yeah. Um good stuff. Good stuff. It it's a shame they got it absolutely useless uh ability but it's a shame they got rid of it you know and i think the reason why people wanted it so much is like well um for the longest time people thought their charisma score was directly related to how attractive their character was physically no. and it's not no and they're like i want i want my character to be hot and uh it's like okay make your character hot you know make them handsome make them beautiful make them whatever i don't, I don't care but you know, comeliness served that purpose. I remember everybody I played with at a table, with the exception of of a handful, they're like, "I'm like, you have you have a 19 comeliness, really? <laughs> you rolled a 19, yeah. Whatever, dude. Because <laughs> we had to roll our stuff back then. Yeah, you know? we didn't we didn't get the point spreads now. Oh, 46, drop the drop the lowest. That's right. Or if you if you had a mean DM, it's like you're rolling three d six. It's like, yep. all right, I uh, I have a I have the highest score is a seven. Suck it up, bitch. Yep, I'm. I'm <laughs> uh, w- what is my class? Uh, stable boy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that is what I, I am. I am a, now an NPC. But but <laughs> Back it, to the draw when board.
0: they said your, av- your an average person was between eight and 12, 10 being the medium, it made more sense. Yeah it made more sense when you rolled 3d6 and that was it and if you ironmand them and did them in order well, i usually let them shuffle them around but you had more realistic stats to yeah. you know what the normal demographic would be you don't have these uber beautiful people or these super strong dudes yeah have, and you you if you were luck- and if you were lucky enough to to roll that 16 17 18 you had an extraordinary character all the
1: all the characters now are like characters from any CW show, <laughs> right? They're all they all have like eight packs, and they're a high cheekbones, beautiful. You know, even the men, pretty, super um,
0: athletic. Super athletic,
1: yeah. You know, there's like a three percent body fat. Back then, adventures looked like we do now. <laughs> Dad bods. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a little soft in the middle so you could take a good swipe from a sword. Yeah. <laughs> they're not cutting into anything vital. Just a little dad bod belly fat oozing out of that cut. It's.
0: Yeah. We probably, if you put armor in us, we'd look a lot like the uh, dwarves from the Hobbit movie yeah. on the Battle of Five Armies when they're trying to squeeze into armor. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that would look like those. Don't get me started on those movies. Those are rubbish. <laughs> rubbish, I say. So, that being said, let's move on to the next one. Dual class and forgetting how to do all the stuff you learned from your first class. <laughs> the
1: biggest bullshit <laughs> rule of D&D
0: Ever, well, I, it's not
2: that you forgot; it's that you couldn't use it. Because if you used, did, you could lost. The,
0: you didn't get experience in your yeah, new class because right, uh, you weren't focusing on yes, your new class. Right. And it wasn't until you got, I think, within one. I think you had to be even. equal or equal, equal or, or over. That's right, too. Yeah. yeah, equal or over that, that you could then start using all your other ones. God forbid, you, if you're you a fifth level class. fighter and you want yeah. to
2: do fifth level rogue. Yep. Anyone a dual class? Awesome. You
0: learned real quick. You do it with, within the first three levels. Yep. Then, then you you know could leapfrog, and then one could, and uh, not only that, you had to. No, no, I'm
2: thinking multi class. You're thinking multi class. Yeah. Yeah. There were two know different to systems, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, there was multi class yeah. for all what they used to call demi humans. Yeah, back then, which were which were any any race that wasn't human, <laughs> they were almost human, like oh. para humans, and uh, you could multi class to make up for the fact that you got screwed with level caps. Yeah. But if you were a human, you could dual class. You could a multi class. You could dual class, and the dual class, dual class did you dirty too? Yeah. Um, well, they both did. They, but yeah, they both kind of did you
2: did you dirty a little bit yeah, cause, um, you know yeah. No, we're not a multi class, but if you were multi classing, you had to pick wherever your experience were you wanted it to go. Yeah. So you're always losing
1: somewhere. something in another yeah. class. Right. You're mo- losing somewhere. And that didn't make that didn't make none of that made sense to me. Just none of it made <laughs> sense to me
0: at all. Well, they just didn't have a mechanic that worked, so that was kind of like the lesser of evils, I guess. Yeah, and and it was really it was a game that was just it, I I think it
1: was uh, a a bunch of bunch of articles probably written for their their wargaming newsletter. Yeah, you know when they were building up the you know the whole fantasy RPG aspect of of the war gaming they're like ah we'll put it all together slap some uh slap some artwork on it and a hardcover, and and call it advanced and they did and i bought it all of it yep we all did all of it (laughs) every book that came out (laughs) i was like grandma this is what i want for my birthday birthday Christmas. christmas or or whatever just because you know uh, that The reason I had Paper Root was to support my D&D habit. <laughs> and you still need that Paper Root. I still need it, yeah. And for those of you that don't know, a Paper Root was a job that they used to give to children too young to work legally where you'd ride your bike and deliver newspapers to people's houses and then collect on Friday. <laughs> and they'd blow you off and hide behind their sofa, and you could see, like, Wheel of Fortune playing while you were looking through the picture window, and you knew they were there. Screwing your 10 year old self out of like a buck and a quarter. I was so about you, to say it was a buck and a quarter it was for a week. A buck and a quarter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, you'd be all over the place till the wee hours of the night and going to every creep's house on your paper route you <laughs> know, by yourself. I had to get up was, at
2: 4th, uh, about 5 o'clock in the morning, Start, especially on the weekends, yep. start delivering my papers. And if it was a weekday, it was actually earlier because I had to get it done before school.
1: Yeah. It was like illegal.
0: I'd feel sorry for you, but I don't.
1: Yeah. Um builds character. <laughs> there you go. That's why I'm fifty and on a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh one of one of my favorites, right? Is uh uh Clerics had these rules on weapons. So uh clerics they can't stab you or slash you with any sort of bladed weapon. Oh, heavy. Because go. that's that's savage and and terrible. But they could Beat the shit out of you with a blunt object, like like a a, a mace or a morning star, or a morning star yeah. or a club. They yeah, can flail. beat you to a pulp. Yeah. yeah,
0: a flail. That was fine. You put giant spikes on your on yep. your mace or your flail, and puncture the living crap out of you. But but I, I can't cut you. I can't cut you because that's barbaric. Yes. And weren't they restricted to armor too? Oh yeah.
2: I think yeah. The, the, depending on who you worshipped. Yeah. Depending on what type of armor you could wear. Because I remember my cleric, I, I forget which what, who I worship, but I could
0: only wear cloth armor.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it did.
0: Yeah. That, that, That's uh, why everyone wanted to be a cleric of Tyr. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he had the most followers. Um, yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if you could use bladed weapons, but I know you could use armor. I think I think the bladed was with maybe a Dagger Tempest, maybe. Or maybe it was Tempest. Yeah, there's one of them where you a dagger and a short sword. You couldn't do anything better
2: than there that. there was Tear, uh Tempest there's and a, Torm. Those were all Torm, like yeah. your war gods.
1: That was one that I I, I kind of uh homebrewed where it's like, no, nah, you can use a you can use a blade. That's silly. Yeah, I I kind
0: of blew that one away too. So same yeah. thing it's it just didn't make sense. There were a lot of weird rules uh, <laughs> back back in those days. I think it was just it, it forcing they I think they're trying to shoot for individuality but sometimes it's forced individuality yeah. and I, there's more than enough room to play there where you could still have individuality not look like anybody else not do the same thing as everyone else by your abilities. But you didn't have to push it so far as to say no. Yeah, here, here's yeah, crush your head so it's a bloody pulp. Uh, but for, don't don't stab him with a dagger. No, no, can't do that. Yes, that one leads. Now that we're talking about swords and yeah and maces and stuff, here's another one that uh, probably got thrown out the window faster than <laughs> than anything else. Weapon speeds. Wep- <laughs> Weapons. Weapon speeds suck. <laughs> suck. I have a two headed weapon. Add eight to your initiative, or six, or whatever. It is. Oh, yeah. I, I'm swinging so slow, I can't swing till next round.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: which defeats the purpose of having
1: like a heavy hitter weapon like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was like, it was math heavy. Like you had to, there were charts and <laughs> and stuff, and and you think, you think combat's slow now. <laughs> When you get into the calculus and the geometry of weapon speeds, on top of that, you're you're just it's it's taken all night.
0: Well, fortunately, back in my day, there were no computers or calculators, but hey, there was a slide rule, so I just use that quick math. Nope i it, I'm pretty sure it was Bill that we went we
2: dumped that and we just went magic missile melee. Yep. Yes. In I that started order. that one, yep. in,
0: in the order of initiative, magic missile melee for how fast everything went off, and that sped things up immensely. So, like, if me and Scott both rolled an eight for our,
2: our initiative, if Scott was magic, he would go before my missile. Yep,
0: missile being you know hurled or thrown weapons, bows, crossbows, things like that.
1: And that was one of the uh, one of the house rules that we kind of held on to when when uh, you know. All these fractions of different gaming groups kind of mm-hmm. merged together yep. into the one that we we have now. Uh, it was a it was a sound practice. You don't need that really now. No, you don't. But uh, man, did you need it back then?
0: It, yeah, it helped clarify things pretty quick. And I think i i I kind of came up with that really, really I was, early. I was really early, really, on. really early. I was using that before we even met you. Yeah, and that was all thirty plus years. So
1: yeah, you can't you can't do. Um, you can't play like AD&D or 2 or 2.5 today with the new math they teach in school because you you would start combat on like Monday <laughs> and and then your first round would be done somewhere around Thursday afternoon.
2: But at the with, same time when you did that math, you were a genius in school. You
1: you you moved through math, but that was back before we had to do like number boxes and this
0: ridiculous I, I seen a, stuff. I
1: don't know if there's any I, teachers listening, but explain to us new math.
0: Yeah, I, I watched a YouTube video on it and I just kind of went, okay, whoever came up with this really needs to be, be beaten soundly about the head and shoulders with a large piece of timber. It made no sense. It was asinine, ridiculous, and what was wrong was just putting one set of numbers underneath, add, drop it down, carry the one, and it worked. You can do that in your head. This other stuff. Yeah. This is just. Uh, I, yeah. I'm even volunteering to do it. Who who came up with this idea?
1: I don't know. Point I, them
0: out. I don't even know who to. point. I'm gonna point that Scott.
1: Don't point to me. I gotta be naked to count to twenty one. Should we he, cut can, that out? He to, has to, a to, large should, mole on his stomach. Should 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 we, <laughs> should we uh, edit that out at the next? <laughs> And how about the Jester class from Unearthed Arcana? We
0: did touch on that a little bit. We we did. You
1: were a little bit thief.
0: uh, Yeah. A little little bit thief, a a lot annoying. Yeah. It was just a class designed to piss off the Game Master. It was the beginnings of the new Bard. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Yeah, kind of,
1: uh, because you remember the old Bard, right? The old Bard was so clunky and complicated, they put it at the back. (laughs) of the player's handbook right next to psionics. Yes. And then all the inspirational works that the authors of the player's handbook read uh before they designed the game. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It, it the jester was kind of the beginnings of the the
0: evolution of, of the bard. But definitely an inspiration of. Yeah. But yeah, you played songs, you did music, you, a you, you, you were point. You were a a performer and an entertainer. Yep. With a little bit of ledger domain and mixed the, in. And,
1: and the bard, oddly enough, was none of that. The bard was... I, I think the bard was probably,
2: uh, I would say, one of the top two worst classes to play back then. It was,
1: it was awful because it
0: took yeah. you forever to be a bard. Because you had to be, like, what, like a fighter first? You had to be a fighter first, then a cleric. Then a thief. And, and a thief. you had to reach at least fifth level in the first class. You had to match or exceed the the level of the class previous to it. And when you got all of those together, then you became a first-level bard.
1: Yeah, and I'm thinking, William Shakespeare did all this shit before he wrote, like, Romeo
0: and Juliet? Oh, he was like a ninja.
1: Yeah. I, so I never understood that. It was, it was clunky. I tried to play a bard once, and I was like, screw it. I don't think I've
2: ever played a bard. It was just, yeah.
0: I didn't. No. It it if you were gonna actually play out as a player character and build to a bard, it took you a long time.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: One of my very first characters, I played him out to a fourth or fifth level bard. Um his namesake is now one of our eternals.
1: Because once you made it to that level of, of first level bard, you started all over again. Like you made it you had like fifteen mm-hmm. levels under your belt, now you're first level again.
0: And all you do is get new, new. But the difference was, you could use all your abilities, your previous, your skills. previous from your yeah. previous skills and everything, and as well as the new magic abilities you got as a bard. And so it was a very, very powerful character if you invested the time to build it, or if you just played it out that way. That's all well and fine, but that's, yeah, it was. It took a while,
1: <laughs> and the game was a, a very mortal game. Back then, like it was, it was a lot easier to die.
0: Oh, it was very easy to die.
1: You know, there were no death saves. Nope. Um, you can go to negative ten hit points. No healing
0: word. Right.
1: But those negative ten, used, you you well, you bled it, out.
0: It, it depended on because you could either die at zero. Yep. You can go negative ten, and you're taking a point damage every round that you weren't healed. Yep. So you could bleed out. Um, the because it was so mortal, the rule I adopted is you can go to negative whatever your constitution yep. was. yeah, And that helped, you know, bleed a, lead lead a little longer and staved off a few injuries. But if you sustained twice the hit points of your constitution, you were dead. You were dead. Dead with a capital dead. Yep. That was um, it. Aside okay. something short of resurrection, which most people didn't do. But that's where the joke started. All I got to do is bring back his head. We'll resurrect him from that. So, but yeah, just, uh, (laughs) the good old days and and resurrection was not
1: like, it's not like you could go to like, it's not like going to Cumberland farms and getting, you know, like a, a bottle of Pepsi or a coffee.
0: Oh, it was huge gold you, investment. Yeah, you need to go to temple, and everyone had to give something, and it was t- very time consuming. Yep. And and then there was a certain percentage because you had to make your god calls, and then there, you know, then you a constitution saving throws to see whether or not you you could force the soul back into the body. And yeah, it it, it was a a to do. Wasn't just go like you know who believe boom, Okay, you're back.
1: Yeah, it's not like your thief could resurrect you. No, you, know, you needed or your monk. Or even your cleric, or your fighter. Right? You know, you, oh uh, wait, we're back in Tasha's again. Yeah. Never mind. Yes. You you had to. There was usually it was usually a part of your campaign, was yeah. the resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a story unto itself. Yeah, and then and then for some reason, you had the option of a reincarnation spell. You remember reincarnation? <laughs> yeah, that's it's the like, worst oh, I'm, I'm going to reincarnate him now. Okay, you're you're a ferret. I want to be a fucking ferret. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I it, wanna, d- it depended on who reincarnated you because there was a chart for the clerics and there's a yep. chart for the druids as well.
1: Yeah. So now, you know, now your sturdy dwarven warrior is a ferret, but you don't remember anything. If I remember correctly, it was like, okay, I'm starting life brand spanking new. I yeah. Just
0: yeah, I I, I died once. I was I recon. No, just I'm just gonna create a new character. <laughs> it's easier if you can't re- if you can't regenerate. Resurrect me, I mean. Oh, the well, regeneration is another critter altogether. But, yeah, if you uh, if you can't resurrect me, then forget it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming back as, like, a frog or a trout. Yeah. Right. Or whatever animal the game I, master I decided just to throw some other humanoid you. in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. we, well, if yeah, you, you
1: got lucky, you got to be a brownie.
0: I think Goblin was in there, too, I think. Yeah, or a goblin. Yeah, yeah. like,
1: oh, yay, I'm a goblin now. Everybody loves goblins. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're
0: so sweet and cuddly. Yeah. Like, like don't I mind said, the pus. let's just make a new character. What about the Greenwood Ranger kit?
1: The most ridiculous ranger ever. It's like you, um, (laughs) why? The Brown books, the Brown books, which I really enjoyed all of those supplemental books. Mm -hmm. And I, I read them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, because, well, I mean, I had all the time in the world back then. Yeah. Didn't we all? Yeah. You know, uh, wasn't married either of the times and, uh, you know, I had, I had a job at, at like cumberland farms or something so i didn't work um <laughs> and i was in school and you know i was like oh all this homework time i'll just read D books instead you know and, and oddly enough i managed to get out of high school but the uh one of the kits was in the was a complete rangers handbook the
0: complete rangers handbook yes. was the
1: greenwood ranger kit and a kit was like a little add-on. It was just that. It was a little kit you could put onto your ranger or your barbarian or your paladin or your wizard or whatever. And uh, uh, kind of make the character unique. Because the characters were all kind of like a ranger, a ranger, a ranger. Yes. Right? A paladin's a paladin's a paladin
0: very polarized yeah but there was no subclasses right. right
1: and these kits were almost yeah they were almost like subclasses right they, they they added a couple extra talents and stuff and it was um it was pretty neat it added a little bit of flavor but this greenwood ranger was like was a creep show that was like uh stephen king anthology
0: <laughs> yes right
1: back in the 80s yes it was and stephen king was actually in this it was an anthology of these like short stories and it was named creep show. It was a full-length movie and Stephen King wrote it, and Stephen King was in it, and he was this farmer, and, like, a meteor or an asteroid or whatever hit the uh, hit his farm, and he went out there and poked around with it, and he got this, like, mossy growth on him. And eventually, like, it took him over until he was just, like, this big humanoid-looking pile of mossy stuff. Mm-hmm. And he ended up blowing his head off. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Well, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's 40 years old. I mean, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Um, but that's what the Greenwood Ranger reminds me of. You you yep. develop, like, bark-like skin, and um, you're almost like – there's almost some, like, weird druid crossover with it, you know, where you start to take on almost like a vegetative kind of
0: – Yeah, the mushrooms in your hair. Yeah, and, yeah just
1: – I was like, who wants to hang out with this guy?
0: Right? It's like, I, I don't want the tree dude to – It's like a, a living, walking – Pile of really bad popery, yeah it's
1: yeah you get almost like ent like
0: that was the inspiration for group yeah tree
1: i am no tree <laughs> right um <laughs> yeah the, the the greenwood ranger i think it sucked
2: uh yeah i don't even, i don't never even looked at it i didn't like rangers back then anyway
1: yeah i mean you want to be disappointed go look it up there you go yeah I think that brings us to the end. So, how do we conclude uh, an episode on Bill's eleventy birthday? Well,
0: happy, happy birthday, birthday, you old fart! Why? Thank you, thank you very much. Hopefully, next year I'll remember your names.
1: Yeah, well, if you don't, that's fine.
0: Oh, wait a minute! It's written on the boom of my mic here. Okay, yeah, I'm there good. There you go. There you go.
2: He's reading his own. He's reading his own boom arm. So it's it says Bill on it. Yeah, that's it says, all I know.
1: It says frameworks. <laughs> um, so I.
0: <laughs> no, on this side. It's, it says Lou with a little arrow pointing one side and Scott with a little arrow pointing the other side. We're one year
1: away from the neighbors calling us to gather Bill up from the backyard because he's wandering in his underpants thinking it's Sears.
0: <laughs> Could
1: you show me the shoes? And that's Bill's 11th birthday and other old gaming things. You see, Bill's not the only old gaming thing that's out there. I'm
0: still older than all this suit.
1: So buy Bill a beer. Head on over to... Buy me a coffee, the DMD, buy a bill of beer, or two, or three, or five. Say something nice, or something mean. mean. He's not going to care. He's senile. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time in the dojo. That's going to
2: conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo or you can drop us an email at thedungeonmastersdojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.